Okay. So, no intro again? Yep, no intro. Alright. This is Control Structure, episode 40, Everyone Loves XML for August 20th, 2013, with hosts Christopher Thompson and Andrew Bailey, and now, Snail Incubation. So, do you really want all this stuff? All of what stuff? Um, 14 bases, 30 chairs... Whoa, why do you have that much stuff? Why do I have that much stuff? Uh, well, one of them could be due to the fact that I just doubled all my stuff in my apartment. Oh, I heard your girlfriend moved in. Yep. She so, did. And a friend, so now I have four people living here. Oh, well, that means that your rent just got a lot lower. E for this month, yes. So, um, they're they're the ones like moving down from like wherever to the city, right? Yep. Ah, cool. One's going to college and the other one's going to work. So, hey, speaking of like all that stuff, um, so imagine that uh, you're say over forty. Uh, you've been living in China for seven years, and you're moving back to America with your Chinese wife, and suddenly you're getting all your stuff out of storage that's been there for who knows how long. And both of you keep asking, why do you have this? Like, what made you think? And he contrasts this, you know, this junk that he's accumulated to a rather sparse living in China for a couple of years. Mm. And, like, one of the things was he's he had, like, 14 bases and over 30 chairs and, like, all <laughs> these all these glasses for, you know, like, red wine and white wine and beer and martinis and shots and, like, all these other kinds of, like, little knickknacks. And, like, all these extension cords and like, huge lawn chairs or, like, porch furniture. Hmm. So... Well, that leaves a very good question. What will archaeologists a thousand years think, conclude about us? Yeah. Probably so, we're hoarders. Yeah. Which is ironic, considering we have a hoarding show. Yeah. But not on this network. Nope. Not yet. So, you know, he asks his wife, uh, you know, he's like, okay, um, we need to throw out some of these faces, like all of them. He's like, uh, but not this one, though. I like Tiffany. <laughs> Apparently a vase made of, like, Tiffany glass or something. Uh, so, I heard they're supposed to be really, really expensive. So, um... Then there's a discussion here on Hacker News about all of this. Um, the top-rated comment here is, 
uh, a man who says that he administers several deceased estates uh, for the process to locate, prove the will, gather and dispose the assets, and distribute everything. As most deceased people tend to be in the 70 plus age bracket, it's very unlikely you can comprehend the volume of stuff involved in the undertaking. Typically, 1-5% to has any real commercial value. I can usually get five, uh, $100 for a working fridge. There might be some jewelry and antique or two. Unfortunately, we live in a disposable culture. We are geared to buy new rather than to reuse the old. Uh, some small portion of the rest can be donated. The rest usually fills up two to five dumpsters. Uh, look around your house. Experience indicates that upon your death, I'll recover approximately $900 from your stuff. Uh, well, concerning my TV, my Wii, <coughs> you, and my custom-made computer, yeah, I'd say that's about 900 <laughs> So, um, yeah, this, this reminds me of cleaning out my, uh, uh, my grandma and grandpa's house. Uh, hi, Mom, you remember cleaning all that stuff out? Yeah. Um, again, that's about right, two to five dumpsters worth of stuff. Um, we had a lot of, uh, weenie roasts that year. Uh, just, you know, burning stuff. Um, and, you know, of course... You know, it fertilized the uh, that bonfire pile so much that every time we came back, there are morning glories have covered it all. Uh, huh. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, we kept on you know doing that, and uh, also the few rental properties that my grandpa had owned. Um, yeah, that was a uh, real interesting experience. The uh, uh, let's see, I think apparently the mom, my mom knew, the people at the Goodwill knew my mom on a first name basis, and I think we had already known the garbage man anyway, so, <laughs> so yeah, my mom is definitely pro having less stuff, and, uh, you know, I recall earlier this year when I uh, went through, uh, you know, my dresser and you know, donated a lot of my clothes and my shoes and even some uh, dishes and bowls. So, so mm. yeah, and I have like too many coffee cups, uh, especially considering the fact that I don't drink coffee. So, cool. What? Well, I have nothing to say to that. So, hey, are you writing a movie or a novel? Nope. How about how about a movie or a novel of how much stuff you have? Nope. Well, here's a anyway, here's a Hollywood quality tech uh, jargon generator. Uh, you know, if you want to sound impressive, but ultimately it really means nothing cuz it's all generated randomly. Mm. Kind of like spoof. Sort of, but this is more retarded. Well, it might be retarded because we're actually high-tech people. Well, only if high-tech people have kids is there an incidence of autism. Mm. 
Um, and you just tried to turn on your video, didn't you? Huh? You tried to turn on the video chat, didn't you? I don't know. I was trying to turn off your video. Oh. There you go. Because, yeah, my girlfriend's complaining that the internet's too slow. I thought you just got a modem. I did, but she's trying to watch Netflix, and I'm trying to watch you. Ah, uh, well, I guess something has to go. Yeah, you still, I yeah, Drew. You, you, you still sound okay. That's so. good. And now, science. So, let's say that you and your family went to the beach, and uh, a kid dings his knee on a rock. And, you know, you patch it up and, you know, do all the things that you do with a, uh, with a, you know, a knee that needs attention. So, you know, over the next week or so, it starts to swell. And, you know, you go to the doctor and, uh, you know, you get uh, children's, uh, whatchamacallit, antibiotics. You know, that's taken, but it won't go away. Uh, the fever did, but uh, there's suddenly an... Uh, like an orange-sized ball on your kid's knee. Uh, maybe something hatched in there. Well, apparently this happened and in California, and there was some snail incubation going on, in that a sea snail had hatched inside this kid's knee. And, uh, you know, they... You know, I think it was his mom or something. It's like, we gotta drain this wound out, so... Out pops this uh, black thing and puts it down and it starts moving. It's a sea snail that attached in this kid's knee. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, snail incubation. Who'd have thought? Well, that's almost the most disturbing thing I've seen so far. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's amazing that uh, a snail could live inside of someone. So, I mean, fortunately, it didn't really cause anything else other than a headache and a lot of swelling. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. And now, <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, this week is Project Phoenix. Nothing related to the X-Men, by the way. So, this is a Japanese indie RPG feat. It's it, they're trying to make a squad-based real-time strategy game. Really? So, it says yep. that this is brought to you by veteran developers of cre and creators from the East and West. Correct. Now, I'm not really sure. I haven't looked at that game, but Based off the concept arts, a few screenshots of the game, this looks really, really good. I mean, they they have quite a bit of talent on their... Yeah. Hey, Steinsgate. I think that uh, studio guy knows that. Mm. Uh, the director and producer uh, apparently also did Diablo 3. Uh, game designer from L.A. Noir. Hmm, art supervisor, 
credit some very famous anime that everybody knows. We cannot announce this person till the gate till the release of the game. Huh. Interesting. Uh, let's see, Kiyoshi Arai, uh, Final Fantasy three, twelve, and fourteen. Um. Uh, let's see, Stefan Unger, uh, Halo Four, Crisis Three. Uh, yeah, it looks like. Uh, just a sampling of almost everything. Yep. And, well, they they have, um... Looks like about... Seven slots of 10,000. And three are already gone. Wow. How about that? Yeah, I've never seen that happen before. So... Now are we ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. And now for this week's installment of LOL Apple. <laughs> so, did you know that uh, climate change is affecting Apple? I did not. Yeah, apparently the quality of Apple is going down. So, um, so yeah, apparently scientists in Japan are studying these uh, apple trees and stuff. And hey, wait, apple trees? Wait, what? Hey, what in the world? This isn't about Apple, this is about apples! What a ripoff. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, how about for this week's installment of LOL Idiot? <laughs> Me, for being duped by this article. Wait, <laughs> wait, how about for something a little bit more incriminating? Um... So, uh, suppose that you are driving down, you know, just a country road, and, uh, at, I don't know, over a hundred miles an hour, and you kill someone and break a leg of someone else riding a bike, um, so you get charged with, uh, vehicular manslaughter, but because, uh, you are an idiot and you have Twitter... And, you know, you like to advertise what you do, like reckless driving. Uh, prosecutors have, in California, prosecutors have upped the charge from vehicular manslaughter to murder. Ooh. So, yeah. If you do have Twitter, uh, don't brag about your reckless driving. In fact, get rid of Twitter. Yes. Because, no doubt, the NSA is all over that stuff. Yep. So, um, apparently so, Samsung has released this X-Fat driver. XGL GPLV2. X-Fat, you say? Like, yep. Like the uh, skinny driver. No, wait, this is the file allocation table. I believe file allocation would be the... So... 
Um, because it's definitely not your ex fat your ex fat girlfriend. <laughs> um, so uh, ex fat is used in uh, secure digital cards. Uh, I think like uh, SDXC cards, the ones that are sixty four gigabytes and over. So you know, apparently, uh, uh, you know, with uh, Android. Uh, and mobile devices having 64 gigabytes of storage uh, kind of helps, and uh, uh, Samsung being you know one of the leading device vendors, you know like cell phones and tablets and stuff, uh, they have written a uh, a driver for the XFAT file system uh, used on these really uh, spacious cards, and uh, apparently now it's licensed as GPLv2. So we might be seeing this in the Linux kernel at some point. Nice. So, uh, well, you know how Google likes to kill things? Yeah. So, um, let's, like, go back to the mother of all these inventions. So, apparently at Google, they structure their employees' time. uh, And, like, apparently... For uh, 20% of their time, Google employees can do pretty much anything that they want. So, uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff that brought you such failures like Google Reader, uh, Gmail, Google Talk, News, and AdSense. Um, Some of which have already been uh, canceled, and if they're not, they will be shortly. Uh, They just haven't told anyone about it. Uh, So... Uh, with, like, all these, you know, this 20% time uh, was rather unrestricted. They, you know, employees could do pretty much everything. But now Google is killing the 20% time. It's apparently as good as dead. Are they going to fire me then to work at Google? Yeah. And uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the people at Newmont that, you know, were in our class and on our team, some of them went to Google already. So, um, yeah, this is uh, kind of sad, but, uh, you know, like, the enemy is, uh, uh, what's-his-face's, I think it's Larry Page, when he said, uh, like, more wood behind fewer arrows, and uh, apparently Google has transformed into an evil company, and, uh, you know, putting, like, the quarterly balance sheet in front of, like, really fun stuff. Uh, not good. Yeah. So, the next topic, uh, epic bug with Android Secure Random Class, and I'm getting a redirect notice, so I have no idea. Well, I did too, and I just had to, you know, just hit enter on that, but, um... Let's see, you don't really know Java too much, but um, uh, you know .NET, fair enough. So, you know what a pseudo-random number generator is? It's when you, like, make a random class and, you know, said, and you tell it to give me a number? Yep. So, is there another kind of class that generates, I think it's called cryptographically secure random numbers? Interesting. So, apparently the class that generates the cryptographically secure random numbers uh, has a bug in it. 
in that uh, apparently you can predict the numbers coming out of it. And uh, apparently this has led to the private keys of uh, Bitcoin uh, generation or wallets or something, and has allowed the uh, theft of a lot of Bitcoins, uh, over $5,000 worth of Bitcoins. Oh, wow. And this is uh, from the uh, Android uh, version of Secure Random. So, huh. yeah, people are looking into this. Well, you know what else is another weird bug? What's that? Windows 8 can't tell time. Windows 8 can't tell time? You mean yeah. like your, you mean like your uh, really fancy spy watch? E yes. I'm not sure how you knew about that, but yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, see, update. Apparently, Windows 8.1 is affected as well, um, but apparently not AMD CPUs, and this is just rather uh, late-breaking news. Uh, but, uh, so apparently, since Windows 8 is more cross-platform than it was before, uh, in the fact that it runs on x86 and ARM architectures, they needed some way to, uh, you know, tell time consistently across platforms. But apparently it doesn't consistently tell time when the CPU is underclocked. So, in other words, the uh, it, it's based ap apparently upon the CPU clock, in that if you underclock the CPU by 6%, the computer apparently thinks that, uh, like, a second is, like, 6% longer. So, like, your video card can spit out the equivalent of 1.06 seconds, but your CPU thinks it's only one second anyway, and even though it's underclocked a little bit, uh, this can uh, have a performance advantage in certain benchmarks. Mm -hmm. So an entire website is invalidating... Uh, you know, every benchmark that has ever been done on Windows 8 because of this. So what happens if your CPU runs drastically faster? Uh, that's called overclocking, and apparently that's totally fine. But it's uh, an actual software bug in that, you know, how Windows 8 apparently tells time a little bit differently. Huh. Interesting. So, do you know about JSON? I do know about JSON. It's apparently it's a really awesome uh, uh, exchange format, uh, like for websites. And you know how, uh, like, uh, I believe it's AJAX, like how you can click a button on a website and or web page, and you know something new will come up without the whole page refreshing. Yep. You know that that uh, you know. That, it can pretty much be done by a variety of formats. The most common is uh, XML. Um, another common I one is... I love XML. What's that? What's that? Everybody loves XML. Everyone does love XML. Um, you can also... Screen markup language. Yes. Uh, with everything with the letter X in it. Um oh. See, another common format is JSON, which is uh, replaces curly brackets, uh, or rather angle brackets with curly brackets, 
and is a little bit less verbose and looks a little bit prettier. Um, and apparently it's rumored that uh, JSON has a performance advantage over XML, uh, simply because it's a little bit shorter. Uh, but apparently that's not the case, in that uh, in many cases XML can have the same performance as JSON does. Um, except when you're using a jQuery, apparently that uh, like the native browser processing XML is a lot faster than jQuery's. So this guy did a uh, quite a bit. Uh, uh, how should I say? Quite a bit of you know benchmarks doing this. So this is uh, rather interesting. He said he uses seven different documents, sizes ranging from 100 kilobytes to one megabyte. Uh, each document in two JSON and three XML varieties. He covered a range of devices, browsers, and operating system and networks in his test. So, yeah, it's something to consider. I guess, uh, like when you're doing uh, testing, you know, uh, try to use both. And see which one's faster. Mm. Oh, have you heard about the NSA? Ah, uh, again with them? Yeah, how they book its own rules, spying on the wrong people thousands of times last year? Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, apparently when, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the government officials say, oh, the NSA, they're totally fine. They don't violate anything. Well, apparently they violated their own rules, and apparently thousands of times last year, and uh, presumably, uh, you know, even before then. So, you know, generally this is, you know, some kind of, you know, error, you know, albeit computer or operator error. Um, one of the famous ones was that it uh, uh, mistook the uh, area code for Egypt for the area code of Washington, D.C. Um, oops. Yeah, oops. The Electronic Frontier Foundation claims that the three pillars of government trust has fallen. And the pillars of government trust, uh, they refer to the, as the you know executive branch, the judicial branch, which is like the courts, and the legislative branch, which is Congress. So... Mm. The fact that, uh, you know, the president uh, and uh, especially James Clapper, uh, you know, said that, you know, the NSA doesn't look at American stuff. Well, they do. Um, the, yeah, know FISA, that. the FISA court, which is essentially a rubber stamp uh, when it comes to the NSA and, uh, you know, is not an effective pillar of oversight. You know, even the judges on that court say that they don't really... Uh, have any control over the NSA. And then Congress, who has been lied to, but really haven't done anything. So, yeah. And, of course, they made that, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, they're making that, uh, you know, panel to look into this, you know, led by James Clapper. So, yeah, good going, government. Yeah. Congress, classified briefings are a rope-a-dope operation. Yep. So, uh, remember the guy who broke the story about the NSA? Um, not the Snowden guy, but the uh, Greenwald guy, uh, Glenn Greenwald. 
Apparently, yeah. the guy that's helping him out um, was uh, traveling from Berlin to Rio de Janeiro, uh, and he was held on, quote, terrorism charges in London. Uh, as he was passing through, he was held there for nine hours. And, uh, of course, you know, Greenwald suspects that the reasons behind this were certainly not related to terrorism. Hmm. Interesting. So, according to the document published by the UK government about Schedule 7 of the Terrorism Act, quote, fewer than three people in every 10,000 are examined as they pass through the borders. However, most examinations over 97% last under an hour, uh, and only 0.06% of all people detained are kept for more than six hours. So, apparently that's enough to cover this guy who was kept for nine. Oh, that sounds like a pretty bad coincidence. Yes. Uh, what's even, even a worse coincidence is apparently the White House had advanced notice that this was going to happen. Uh, but uh, apparently didn't have any uh, direct involvement in uh, doing this. Hmm. Very interesting. Yes, so, like, the governments are cho showing their true colors in this. And the uh, dangers of, you know, having unchecked authority. So, uh, former congressman Dennis Kucinich uh, apparently supports abolishing the NSA. At a uh, recent screening of the movie uh, Terms and Conditions May Apply, uh, he uh, stood up, uh, I believe it was like during a question or answer uh, or some sort of a panel and, you know, you know, said that, uh, you know, the NSA has gone beyond the bounds of the law. Uh, you know, he doesn't support the death penalty, but there needs to be some sort of penalty for government agencies that so broadly betray the public interest, uh, which the NSA has, they ought to be abolished. So there's uh, even a you know a YouTube video of a, you know about him you know standing up and speaking. So he uh, says that you know in the right world that uh, Edward Snowden would have a ticker tape parade, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. Yeah. So he said, well, you know it's illegal to lie to Congress, but everyone lies to Congress. As soon as they raise their right hand, watch out. <laughs> so, uh, the body count from acute government trauma keeps going up. Uh, first, it was LavaBit, which was an encrypted email service. Uh, then Silent Circle's encrypted email service got shut down. And, uh, uh, that, that was a more of a voluntary thing. Uh, and now it's Grok Law, uh, which uh, brings you uh, rather interesting news on such fascinating stories as uh, SCO versus Linux, or was it SCO versus IBM? Um, so the uh, people behind this say that uh, you know email is no longer secure in that, uh, you know, Pretty much any email you send is, you know, uh, being surveilled upon. 
and uh, you know gives an example here about you know moving to New York and uh, you know having everything you own rummaged through. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know this is the kind of thing that uh, these are the reasons you should be against surveillance. So. Oh, hold on one moment. Hi. Hi. Oh, no. So, <laughs> hmm. I know Big Brother. Yeah. It's been really popular these last days. No, 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 no. Okay, I got it. Who, what? Big Brother has been really popular these last few podcasts. Yeah. So, I wonder what the next oh. big thing is going to be. Hmm. Well, I mean, if we go back, you know, first, uh, Aaron Schwartz suicided. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that I've covered on this podcast. Yep. You know what would be awesome? What? Media hit the NSA headquarters. Hmm. That would have to be extremely lucky and precise. Yep. Then we, then we might have a universe episode. Hey, the universe! Ha! Huh. But, so, uh, this Cory Doctorow. So, Cory Doctorow is, uh, I think he, uh, went on a crusade about copyright a while back. And, uh, uh let's see, uh, two years ago, it looks like, uh, he did a, uh, talk about the coming war on general purpose computation. Uh, he talks about DRM and, uh, government influence over copyright mostly. But it's very uncanny about how this is coming true. Like, huh. really scary. So, yeah, I watched that and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, realized a few things that, oh, crap. So, uh, anyways, that seems to be it for now. Man, that was a short podcast. Yes, it was. Then again, everyone's been on vacation. Like, I was on vacation last week. Ah, so you're back in office now. Yeah, and uh, in about two weeks, the uh, the lead uh, programmer is going to go on vacation, and that will leave me as the only programmer left. So, uh, yeah, things might get a little bit hectic. Good luck. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, thanks. Uh. So... So, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, uh, fortunately, I've been moved off of, like, one client and onto another. Uh, so I'm, you know, sort of setting up everything new instead of fixing bugs. So that's, uh, you know, a relief, a different kind of, uh, uh, you know, work. So, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, checking things off the list pretty quickly. So, yeah. How about you? Uh, same old, same old. Oh, whatever. No. Nothing that exciting at work. Okay. So, um, let's see. I've been, in fact, uh, so you know how, uh, let's see. I've been, you know, buying up the humble bundles. 
Have you actually played any of the any of them lately? Yes, I have. In fact, just in this past weekend, I played Bastion. Ah. So I uh, wrote that up and put it on my blog. So That's good. In fact, have you seen the uh, latest one? It's uh, has a bunch of EA games in it. Oh, go ahead and post it up real quick. All right. So yeah, this is uh, rather amazing that it you know you can get essentially Battlefield Three for uh, five bucks. You so get any three for five bucks? You get all of them for five bucks. Huh. That's above the average. Okay, more than the average of... Interesting. So... Um, and sadly, I think I'm gonna pass. Yeah, you, you already have Mirror's Edge, I know. Well, Dead Space, I'm not really that interested in. Paradise Ultimate's not that interested. Crisis 2 would be about the only game I maybe play. Um, yeah, it's not... I can't exactly recall a scary portion like the original. Yeah. Which is kind of odd because the scary portion that... Uh, uh, what what you called the scary portion was the awesome uh, portion of you know what I played it. And I didn't think it was scary at all. Well, I scare easy. So. Huh. You know, it, it kind of stops being scary when you can grab them by the throat. And, like, they hardly do any damage to you. Yeah, I guess that would be true. It's more of a psychological creeping out factor. So. Ah. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. I guess that'll be it for now, so... Oh, don't forget that today is International Backup Awareness Day, so back up your stuff. And, All right. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any feedback uh, this week, so... Really? We don't have any feedback. Apparently, no one listens to us. <laughs> uh, thank uh, you. You're welcome. So, hey, uh, who do we have in the audience back there, Chris? Ashley. Ashley, my girlfriend. Oh, so, uh, let's see. So uh, I guess if you would like uh, to submit feedback, so go ahead and use the contact link up there. So I guess that'll be it for this podcast. Right, Chris? Yep, that's right. All right, so have a good one. You too. Adios. <laughs>